Howdy and welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. I almost said Laptop Empires show. I did that on the <laughs> channel the other day. I said the Laptop Empires podcast, even though it was the YouTube channel. And I felt like an idiot. So we did this uh, edit. We did this edit that was like, there were like uh, asterisks and it said, I meant Laptop Empires show. And then it had like the face palm emoji. And we just, we just slapped that on the video. Didn't you write YouTube? I remember you did an Instagram oh, post about YouTube or something. Other one. <laughs> on, a, on our Instagram story, I wrote YouTube. <laughs> and then uh, people were like, please don't share your YouTube videos. Right. <laughs> Messaging us. Oh, man. Yeah. We okay. We're totally keeping this on the show. So yeah. I'm Mike. He's Bobby. And we're all ridiculous. This is how we yeah. are. So yeah. um, today's episode we're talking about something. I honestly, dude, I'm so flustered right now because I got <laughs> off track. <laughs> we're talking about, talking about mentors. We're talking about how to find yeah. a mentor. I feel like this is something people ask you all of the time. And yeah. this is a question that, that like comes up a lot in my world. Like everybody wants a mentor. They want to be an apprentice. And uh, I just, I haven't done that too much, but yeah. I think it's an interesting topic. I know you have like an army of mentors that you meet in real life that you hang out with in real life all the time. So Bobby, how do you find a mentor? Ooh, it's all inner circle, honestly. So I'll just, people are probably like, who, who are his mentors? If you haven't followed my story for a long time, I do talk about it a lot, but I'll just briefly go through it. So when I, right after I graduated from college, my wife's father's best friend is uh, his name's Jim and he I didn't know him at all you know Coral and I've been together for a long time but I didn't know him uh, he owned a swimming pool company um, did really really well and uh, basically like after we graduated college we got back and I think we were at her parents house and Coral was like hey do you want to go water skiing and I was like yeah I've never done that before that sounds cool and so we we went and Jim had a, a ski boat and he had invited Coral and then, you know, obviously me too. So then we went and we hung out and the whole deal was like, I had a bunch of student loan debt back then. And he kind of was trying to quickly go through the story. Like he, he told me basically I just need to pay off my student loans. And at the time I was, uh, I was not interested in personal finance. I wasn't interested in business. I didn't care about any of that kind of stuff, but this guy I knew was, was a multimillionaire either Coral told me that or he told me that. I can't remember who told me that, but I knew. And so I was like, okay, this guy's like really successful. And I, you know, I was already kind of in a mode where I was like, I don't know if I want to be a teacher for the rest of my life. So when he started talking to me about business and paying off your loans and doing all this stuff, I just, I started listening. And so after that first water ski trip, we, Coral and I started going with him more and more and more. So 
over time he kind of like took me under his wing and, and really started to what I would say like actually mentor me and not just kind of like talk about you know random money topics and even to the point where you know when I got when I was started I started Millennial Money Man and I was running it I've been doing it for a couple months or six months I guess at that time he was the one that kind of convinced me to take the leap of faith and quit my job because you know he basically I, I had we had about we had about a year's worth of my salary saved up at that point. So I told him about it. I remember texting him. I was like, Hey man, I've got this money saved up. Um, I was like one more year and I'm going to quit my teaching job. And he was just like, man, in the grand scheme of life, like the difference between, you know, $50,000 and like a hundred thousand dollars saved up is not really a lot. And he was like, if you want, you know, if you want to quit your job, you need to do it now so you can get started sooner. And, uh, and so I did. So, you know, that was having him around as kind of like somebody to guide me that had been successful, had money, had a successful business. Uh, and sh- was sharing his knowledge with me was a huge, was probably one of the biggest reasons that I've had any success because I don't think I would have paid off my student loans the way that I did. I don't think I would have quit my job the way that I did. Like, I truly believe I'd still be a teacher right now, just like super, super unhappy. <laughs> but, so anyway, that was kind of how I found the first, first mentor. And then the second mentor, his name's David, uh, and he's actually a friend of Jim. So it was like, I got in with Jim and then um, Jim basically was like, hmm, this, you know, this kid has potential, you know, I'm going to introduce him to my friend, David. And David is a, uh, he owns a commercial real estate investing business. So he's also does very well. You know, he owns like a 46 foot yacht. He owns an airplane, <laughs> you know, just a very successful businessman. And they both kind of like, I think they both saw that I was really interested in entrepreneurship and just, you know, personal finance and all that stuff. And so they, they basically both, kind of took me under the wing and, and taught me, you know, a lot of what I know now, or whether it's like taxes, growing a business, you know, investing, just all the, all the, all the stuff that I know uh, really came from them. But, you know, people are probably listening to this and going like, well, that sounds cool, but I don't know any like multimillionaires. So how am I supposed to actually get a mentor? So I want to go into that part because that is the question I get all the time. Uh, people want to know, how do I find these people? And the first thing I'll say is that if you're not looking, you're not going to find it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so if you, if, so if you just think like, you know, in the Facebook side, also, of course, we teach the inner circle method for getting clients where you just kind of like evaluate all the people around you and see who has a business. That would be the first thing I would do. If you're looking for a mentor, I would look at your family, look at your friends, and I would, you're bound to know somebody that is successful in some way. Like you, you have to know somebody there. I mean, there's just, you know, right. through a friend, a friend or whatever, there's probably going to be somebody that has some level of success. Now, the, the doesn't way, have to be related either. No, have to be the same as you do. It's just success leaves like their signs of success. They're, they're traits of successful people. And yeah. so if you meet anybody that's successful at anything successful and like very successful in their career, you know, they're entrepreneur or not, it doesn't matter. Like if, if there's somebody that's had a lot of success at something, they can, they can teach those habits to you. They can share advice. They have perspective and they're going to be able to share that. So don't think that it has to be, Oh, I got to find a blogger to teach me about blogging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the thing is, if you find one person, let's say, let's say moderately successful in your inner circle, but they're more successful than you are like start pick, picking their brain because there's a good chance that they know somebody that's even more successful than them. And they'll introduce you to that person. Right. So it's like, it's all networking. And that's the thing is like what I've realized about business and success and all that stuff, it's all built on relationships. And so, you know, find one person that you can build a relationship. Now that part, 
you know, the, the part that I kind of skimmed over in the story. And one of the reasons that, that I think Jim really took me under his wing, I didn't just like want free information from him for nothing. Like it was, it wasn't like, I just like, Hey, teach me all the stuff, dude, you know, and, and didn't provide any value. You have to be ready to provide value to people. And so at the time, the way that I did that, he was still running his swimming pool company and he was kind of winding it down. So he didn't, he had already sold a part of the business and he didn't have employees at that point, but he still had people that wanted him to do uh, different like pool maintenance things like installing heaters and that kind of stuff. And so for free, I started going out and helping him do that work. And it basically, it was just like, if he needed a wrench, I would hand him a wrench. Uh, if he needed me to pull something on a dolly, I would pull something on a dolly. And so even when I was a teacher, in the summers, I started working for him for free uh, for the entire summer. Uh, and there were kind of two parts to that. One, I wanted to learn how he ran a business. So I saw like the invoicing and the day-to-day and the talking to customers and just all of that, all of that stuff. And two, I wanted to get the wisdom. And so, you know, if we're driving around in a, in a truck, you know, basically he's got like a heavy duty truck that he drove around in the whole time. He's just telling me stuff about businesses, how to manage employees, taxes, like all of that. And so I'm the only reason I was able to get that level of access to pick his brain was I did something for him for free. Yeah. And I think a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And it was hard work too. Like I'm, it was lifting heavy crap and turning wrenches and like being out in the sun and in Houston in the, in the summer, it's freaking hot. But I knew I was like, if I do this, I'm going to learn a whole lot. And this is something that Gary V talks about a lot. And I think a lot of people, it's kind of lost on him because he's just like, you know, if somebody offers you an internship or if you can do free stuff, like he talks about how big that is. And a lot of people have an ego, I feel like, where they're like, I don't want to do free anything, but it's all about leverage. Like it's all, it's all about putting yourself in a position to where you can get to the next level. So when I started my business, I had built up such a good relationship with Jim that I needed an office space. We were still living at my, my in-laws house back then. I didn't have any place to work. And so he had an extra office that, you know, basically was just sitting empty. It is his pool shop. And so he let me move into that office and it still wasn't free. I had to mow the yard. <laughs> like he had this, he has this like multi acre property and I had to get on a riding lawnmower once a week and mow it. And that was my rent to pay for the mm-hmm. office. And it was the same thing. It was like, you know, I needed an office, but I wasn't making any money. So how do you, how do you get an office? Well, you do free stuff for people. So mm-hmm. like the beginnings of my business were very like humble grassroots, like doing stuff for other people to get knowledge and, and access to the things that I needed. And then, you know, over time it was just like, I kept learning more and more and more. Eventually he hooked me up with his accountant, you know? So that was like very early in my business. I had a, I had a legit structure for my business cause I had his accountant do it for me. And yeah, so it was just, it was stuff like that, man. And, and I've always, I've, especially early on, if you're early in your business or you're early in whatever you're trying to do, seeking people out, like being aware of like who's successful around you and then offering to provide free value, even if it's like kind of embarrassing, demeaning stuff. Like I hated mowing. Like that was mowing. Right. I felt like I remember sitting on the mower and it's like a hundred degrees outside and a hundred percent humidity. And like, I'm dirty and just like, I don't want to be doing this because I want to be doing stuff for my business. But instead I'm mowing this other guy's grass for free. You know, like I hated that, but I also was like, I know that this is going to pay off in a big way later. Uh, and right. it did all of the things that I've learned from then till now, I think that's what has put me in a position to be as successful as I am right now. So yeah. that's, you know, everybody wants to know, like, how do you find a mentor? You got to be aware and then you got to, you got to be able to, or be willing to do stuff that kind of sucks, <laughs> you know, but you've got to provide it as much value as you can. And it's sometimes it's, 
it's usually not going to be glamorous at all, but it's mostly just helping people do stuff that they need done. And then you're picking their brain the whole time. Yeah. Let's talk about that being useful to other people thing and providing value. Chris wrote an incredible article over at his website uh, this week about no, I will not mentor you for free or I will not coach you for free or whatever. And I want you guys to check it out in the show notes because it's, he said it better than I can, but you need to find a way to provide value to those people to get your foot in the door. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And you need to consider that person's perspective, right? And so you provided work for him. You were working for him to get access to him. But sometimes like free work, like you can offer it in the wrong way and then it's not valuable. Yeah. So we, I'm sorry, we have people all the time that email us asking if they can work for us for free. Is there something in your business that I can do for you to learn or to whatever? And the answer is no, usually. And you'll see this in like Chris's article. And the answer is no, because we have all the people we need. We have everything covered. There's nothing that like, if you ask me, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm going like, nope, I can't think of anything. Really appreciate your offer because we really do. But it's like, we don't have time. And, and you've got to think too, like when you do that, like especially in like this world, I have to teach you how to do all this stuff, right? Like bringing somebody on as an intern or apprentice or whatever, that means I have to take three times longer to get a task done. I have to make time for you. I don't have a lot of time, right? And so that's really difficult to do. So if you're going to take that approach, if you want to learn from somebody, don't ask them, can I work for free for you to teach me how to do this thing? Instead, just say, I want to be around you and learn from watching you. Can I do this for you? And have a plan, present a plan for them. And you present it in a way that you're not asking for anything in return. And so I'm going to give you like a really good example. You know, Bobby, if, if somebody, and I don't want everybody to start like messaging us with this or something, but like if I were just starting out as a blogger or a freelancer or whatever, and I wanted to go learn from one of us or somebody like us, I would go, I would see what that person was doing. And I would try and see, you know, is there a way that I can help them? Is there something that I can add extra value, right? And something grunt work stuff like social media or something like, hey, can I, you know, I want to kind of like learn from watching you. Do you need help on social media, right? Like might go, hey, I noticed that, you know, you've just started doing Instagram, and you're posting a couple times a week. If I could write you 10 social, 10, you know, can I write you 10 Instagram, like social media posts per week? So you're doing two a day. I'll take care of all that for you. Can I take that off your plate just so I can kind of be around and kind of observe what you're doing? I would go for that, right? Something that I don't want to do or don't have a lot of time for. Like I want to go in it when I have time for it, but like, to know that's out there to help me distribute content. Like if I'm a freelancer and I'm creating great content, I need help getting it distributed. Like, I think that's a great way. If you're a blogger and you want to learn from another blogger, you could help in probably a lot of ways. You could help them with content research for their blog. You could help 
by writing, you know, maybe if they, if they want writers, you could help with social media, like find something that you know is going to be useful for them and present that with no expectation of anything in return. Because if you just go and you just say, Hey, can I work with you for free to learn this? Answer is going to be no, right? Like, because people just don't have the time for that. And so you've got to be like, you've got to really see like, how can you, what can you do to provide, you know, value for that person? And like, you got to do your research and you got to think about it and you need to present a plan, not leave it to them. Because if you're leaving it to them to figure out how they can use you, then it's not worth it because that takes time, right? You got to give them time. That's, that's what, that's what the successful entrepreneurs want that they don't have enough of is time. So if you can give them time, if you can free up time, then they're going to be more likely to work with you. Yeah. You know, I think, I think one of the big things that I've noticed is that this strategy of getting a, a mentor and all that stuff works a lot better in real life than it does in online business. Because, the, you know, we get peppered all the time with people that want to provide free services or whatever, but there's a lot of access to us. Like all you have to do is send us an email and you can ask for free stuff. So that's why we're likely to be like, no, you know, we don't have time to train you and all that kind of stuff. But if you're finding like local businesses in your area, I think that that's, um, you have a much better shot of actually providing help and doing those, those kind of things. Cause they don't get those offers all the time. Like that's interesting. You know, that's a good, you know, like, and I think online business owners discount brick and mortar businesses all the time, but businesses are businesses like sales are sales customers are customers, employees are employees, taxes are taxes. Like they're a lot of the foundation of what I learned about business directly applies from the online business to something is something brick and mortar, like a pool, a swimming pool company. Like they're, you know, the taxes, Jim's tax structure is the same as my tax structure for, for Stolaris industries. Like there is no difference there. So like those lessons apply. So I think, you know, yeah, I agree that it's going to be hard to get somebody to, to do, you know, it's going to be hard to email somebody like us at Laptop Empires and, and just go, hey, I want to provide free stuff because we get those emails all the time. It's, it's almost like annoying sometimes because we get those emails and it's like, well, we can't, we don't have time to do that. But look around in your local area, business, there's a ton of businesses, talk to your family members, your friends, see who owns a business uh, and, and just be around. That's the other thing too, is like, you got to be around a lot because I didn't straight up just ask like, Hey Jim, can I mow your yard for, for rent? Um, I told him like, man, I need an office, but I can't afford it. And he was like, well, you know, why don't you, he was like, you can move into my office, but it's not going to be free. He's like, I'm never going to give you free anything. So, you know, would you want to mow the grass? And he knew it sucked and it was something that sucked that he didn't want to do. And it's like you said, it was time. It took him two hours to mow the grass and he didn't want to do that. So he was like, well, I can get this guy to do it but you can stay in that office over there. So right. being around, being present is, is a big part of it. And I think if you focus your strategy on like local, like actual real life businesses and around you, you're gonna have a lot more success finding a mentor that way. At least that's how I did it, you know? And, and the cool thing for me is like, there's so many layers, especially I'm a, I'm a big fan of finding older business owners. And I think a lot of people in the online world, you know, like probably would think like, ah, they're not gonna understand my business. But again, it's, it's, all, it's all the same stuff. Um, like I actually hung out with Jim last night and we, I regularly like, I'll go to lunch with them and we'll do like happy hours. And like, we had a long discussion on taxes, like probably spoke for an hour just on tax strategy, especially as you get older, 
because the, the challenges of like shutting down a business when you're in your 60s are a lot different than growing the business in your 30s. But it's stuff that it's like an overarching, you know, I'm thinking of what my tax strategy is going to look like 30 years from now, even though I don't know all the specifics of what it's going to be like. Like I'm thinking like, how am I going to minimize my taxes as I get older? What accounts do you start drawing down from when you, when you get closer to retirement? What do you do, you know, from a legal structure with your business as you get closer to retirement age? Like those are all questions that we talked about. And we, we even talked about, you know, you and I need to talk about this later, but we had a long conversation about like, what if, what if one of us were to pass away and like, you know, are right. we all of a sudden like, how do, you know, how do we make sure that our wives are taken care of in that event? And he, he laid out like this blueprint for me that I was like, it, it was pretty incredible. It was like a buy sell agreement thing, but it was like, it was pretty next level. And I never would have thought of it on my own, you know, right. and I'm not saying that's what we're going to do, but it's like, having somebody with that level of experience in their business that can go like, Hey, you know, this is something you should consider for that problem. If it ever does come up, like here's a, here's a potential solution. So that's just been huge for me. And then, you know, I haven't even talked about David, the whole, this whole episode, but it's, he basically has taught me everything like even more on the tax side of things, because in commercial real estate, the taxes are just like insane and just more like relationship building and stuff like that. But I've and the other thing too, is like, once you get in with one wealthy person, you all of a sudden start meeting a lot of other wealthy people, <laughs> you know? And yeah. like, as, is I know that as I make more money throughout my thirties and forties, like there are going to be opportunities that are presented to me as far as like investing opportunities and, and, you know, partnership opportunity. Like there's going to be more of that stuff. Cause I'm already getting those inquiries now from people that are already very successful, like multimillionaires. And that's only going to grow because I'm just reaching more and more people and meeting more people. So right. I think, I think starting locally is something that everybody should think about and start with like just a one-on-one real life connection with somebody. It's not, none of this is easy that. though. You know, like people yeah. are going to be like, Oh, I can't do it. It's like, well, if you say you can't do it or if you, you know, if you don't feel like if, you know, it's the whole process is uncomfortable, especially if you're introverted like me, like going out and finding a mentor. <laughs> it's like a very, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel super comfortable doing it. And when I was going, you know, basically in people's backyards with Jim and working on pool equipment and having to talk, he would just like, he, we would be twisting wrenches on something and he would be like, the customer would come back and he'd be like, Bobby, go talk to the customer. I had no idea how to do it. I'd never sold anything. I didn't know how to deal with any customers, but he was just like, go do it. And so right. that was like, those are some of the ways that I started learning how to interact with people. And that all translates into to business as you, as you're growing your business. So, yeah. And there are so many other opportunities locally. You've got yeah. your chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. You've got places like your church. You know, I just started, this is kind of an off topic story, but I just started making wine, right? Just finished mm-hmm. up my first batch of wine. I went to a men's night dinner thing at our church. And they, one of the things they were doing is uh, they had like home brewed wine. Like this was back in October mm-hmm. and so they had like their Oktoberfest wine. Somebody did. And so I went yeah. and grabbed a beer and started talking to the guys that were around that. And it turns out this little circle of like four or five guys all make wine and beer. And I ended up talking to this older guy that he's been making wine for like 30 years from home. And he started recommending like what store to go to, what equipment to get all this kind of stuff, like offered to give me, he's like, I don't make it as much anymore. And he offered to give me all these supplies. And like, it was like that, it was a combat. I never would have expected that I went to like a church function and like found a winemaking mentor. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you just have to be looking for those opportunities, but there's things like that. You can go to your chamber of commerce. 
Most big cities have meetups, like breakfast meetups that you can go to. Multiple, there's usually multiple of them every week at different places where you might go to breakfast at a place and they have a speaker and you can meet other business owners. And that's a great, you know, every time I've gone to one of those, I'm the only online business owner, but you can meet some people and you can start talking to people. And if you find somebody that you really connect with and you start talking to, you can create that kind of relationship in that way as well. And so there's, I love your idea about like, go local, go with your inner circle, because I'm not somebody that's really, I have never like had a go-to person the Mm. way you have, but I think that is the right way to do it. And I think that's great advice. And I think it's, this is a good transition to next episode. We're going to talk about another way, which is growing your, your inner circle of like peers growing, which is your network basically, and how to use that to grow your business, which is more of like what I've done. So I think, you know, that, that puts a wrap kind of for mentors, but like you check out the next episode, we're going to talk about the flip side of this. And ideally you want both. Right. And I think we've done a good job of like, like you, like you've got your mentors and then you've got your, your mastermind, your peer network, that kind of stuff, you know, and I've kind of gone the direction of a peer network and books. <laughs> like that's how I yeah. get my mentorship is I read a lot. So thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope you guys found that valuable. Definitely a lot of Bobby talking on that one. Since this is something he has more about, but like, I know I just found myself listening and just like learning. and was like, you know, this is something like I should probably go do myself. So I felt like this was a really educational one for me. So please subscribe to the podcast, whether you listen on Spotify, which we're on now, whether you listen on, you know, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, please subscribe, tell your friends, and definitely tune in for next episode as we talk about growing your network to grow your business. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. 